Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me today. Last week, I talked about the importance of disciplining our children so they will be good disciples of the Lord Jesus. This week, I want to look at another aspect of discipline. The foundation of all our discipline of our children is the example that God has laid down for us in His Word about how He disciplines His own children, namely us. We will not be any good at dispensing discipline unless we ourselves are under discipline. Deuteronomy 8.5, You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. And then this section from Hebrews 12, verses 5 through 11. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Okay, obviously this is a great passage and there's so much in it, but I'm just going to hit a few highlights. First of all, is God chastening or disciplining you, then take heart. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart. Why? Because this is a sign that you are in the Lord's household. You are His. If you are not disciplined, it would be a sign that you're illegitimate and not really a Christian at all. Second, you should be encouraged because this chastisement is a sign that God loves you. That should be of great encouragement to us. God has our improvement in mind. It's not meaningless discipline, but has an important end, and that is our sanctification. Hebrews 12, 11, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. This is important. When we're chastened, we're to turn a profit on it. We're to be spiritually trained by it. It should yield something good, which is the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Training means learning. If you're in training for some skill, that means you are working, practicing, and getting better at it. If it's a race, you're trying to improve your time. If it's weight training, you're trying to lift more weight. In this case, we Christians who are God's own children are being trained for more righteousness. It requires concentration and practice. Training does not imply a stroll in the park, but exercising our muscles pushing ourselves to win the prize. And this peaceable fruit of righteousness is holiness, godliness. Isn't that what we want for ourselves and desire for our children as well? That holy fruit of righteousness is the purpose of chastening and discipline. When you discipline your children, have an eye on the fruit. When you receive discipline from the Lord, have an eye on the fruit. Philippians 1.10 
says that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So God is the one who increases our fruit because they are by Jesus Christ. He uses means. He uses training, teaching, and discipline. And this fruit is to the glory and praise of God. It doesn't end with us simply being more godly as an end in itself, but it brings glory and praise to God. So let's talk for a minute about what God's chastening looks like. It varies. There is positive discipline and negative discipline. Negative discipline is a result of sin. For example, when you sin, you lose your joy. That's a form of discipline. You're miserable. And your joy returns when you confess your sin and put things right. So, for instance, you say something unkind or untrue, and you must put it right to the whole group who heard you say it. And until you put it right, you feel sick. If you harden your heart and make excuses, you're only going to feel worse and worse. So negative discipline brings correction and repentance. And the repentance brings fruits of repentance. You'll think twice next time, and you won't say such things in <laughs> again because you learned something. You've grown in holiness. This is a discipline you receive when you've sinned, and it's a discipline you administer to your children when they disobey. Matthew 3, 7 and 8, this is John the Baptist speaking to the Pharisees and Sadducees. Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Well, as an aside, this is one of the Bible verses I would quote, teasing my kids when they would come barreling in from playing in the backyard and I was handing out cookies, those little ruffians. I'd say, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And of course, they knew I was only having fun with them when I said that, which might explain why they all have such a weird sense of humor today. But I digress. Back to the point. John the Baptist was dead serious. If you're really repentant, let me see the right kind of fruit. It's not rolling the eyes. Repentance is serious and must be sincere. We must mean it when we seek forgiveness from God, and that means we agree with Him. That's what repentance is. We don't need to spend hours searching our heart to see if we really mean it. We speak it as we seek forgiveness. I was wrong when I said those unkind things. Please forgive me. And remember, insincere people don't worry about whether they are being sincere or not. So if you're sincere, you speak the words, I sinned, I agree with God that I need to repent and seek forgiveness. So that's negative discipline. Positive discipline comes to us in the way of trials and afflictions, or just difficulties, hardships. They're not necessarily the direct result of a specific sin, but they are used by God to teach us positive godly characteristics. For example, a chronic illness teaches patience and joy and suffering. Your kid might break a leg, and there they are in a cast for months. And this is positive discipline, teaching them patience and joy in hard times. A financially difficult time can teach us contentment and thankfulness. These afflictions present an opportunity to learn these virtues, but it's not automatic. If we receive them by faith as positive chastening from the Lord, 
we can turn a profit on them and turn them into, by the power of the Spirit, fruits of righteousness. Positive discipline for our children can include things like giving them chores, which teach them faithfulness. But even chores should be assigned in a way that blesses the child. You know how children clamor to get to do things the big kids do. Well, bestow the chores on your children as privileges and encourage them for their perseverance and effort and hard work. But don't overload them because then it ceases to be a blessing. Positive discipline may be making sure they get their homework done or having them rewrite a paper because it's so sloppy. But as you discipline your own little ones, bear these in mind. How does God discipline you and what is the fruit of his discipline? Are you seeking the same kind of fruit? growing in your kids as a result of your parental discipline? If not, then you need to make a course change. Now, I'm just going to close with this benediction from Paul in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you have a great week. The new season of Doug Wilson's show, Man Rampant, is here, with interviews of Toby Sumter, Jared Longshore, James White, and more. Check out season four now available on Canon Plus. If you haven't joined Canon Plus yet, you can get your first month for 99 cents by using the promo code MR99. That's mycanonplus.com promo code MR99. We hope you enjoy season four of Man Rampant.